Have you been struggling in your relationship? There could be more to it than meets the eye. Welcome to Let's Just Face It. I am your host, Raquel Colina. For years, I was in a very toxic relationship, which I didn't recognize as abusive until the day I left. Let's take a look at the abusive patterns and behaviors to tear down the walls that could be holding you back from moving forward and living your best life even after abuse. Facing small fears can lead to big changes. Are you ready to get started? Hello, friends, and thank you for joining me for another episode of Let's Just Face It. Before I begin, I would like to ask that you share this episode with a friend. By spreading the word, you can help me reach more people that might be in need of recognizing they're in a toxic or abusive relationship. Today is episode 69, Mental Health and Abusive Relationships. I used to think that mental health referred to as having mental issues. It referred to people that suffered from things like schizophrenia, PTSD, hallucinations, or any personality disorders. Maybe because of the way I was brought up, I never thought of mental health as something that we all have to take care of and something that is normal to think about. I have always believed in therapy, but I was always easy to dismiss there was more than seeking help if life was getting hard. For example, I always applauded that my mother seeked help when her marriage to my dad ended after 25 years. That was a very big hit in our family, and my mother decided to seek therapy. I saw nothing wrong with that, and I was happy that she did. But I didn't think of it as mental health. Mental health includes our emotional, psychological, and social well-being. It affects the way we think, feel, and act. And also helps us how we handle stress, how we handle relationship with other people, how we make choices in our daily life. And I never thought of anything like this until my mental health started to decline. Or at least the moment that I started to notice. Being in a toxic environment and an abusive relationship surely qualifies as an event that affects your mental health in a big scale. But everything around us affects our mental health. When I lived in my home in Puerto Rico, I started to notice that at certain times of the relationship, I was feeling like I did not want to shower. I remember thinking that that was weird because I hadn't felt that since I was little. I believe we all go through that phase, and for my mental health, I will assume that you said yes to that. What I did not know was that at the same time, I was starting to suffer from depression. This is due to the abuse that was going on in the house that I was not aware of. Abuse can take a toll on our mental health because we are constantly in a state of fight or flight. We're also experiencing chronic stress from the attitudes that our partner has. Not only that, but we are set to feel anxiety, fear, sadness, resentment with ourselves and shame because of the way this person is making us feel. In abusive relationships, we can see a lot of things going on. And if this is your first time here or you haven't been here for a long time, I want to tell you about gaslighting. Gaslighting is the way an abuser changes your perception of reality. If you want to hear more about that, episode 17, Gaslighting, What It Is and How to Recognize It, would be a great source for you to start there. 
This is how I recognized that I had been in an abusive relationship. This was my first step of learning and researching everything that I have because he used to tell me you're crazy. You can be told you're beautiful until you believe it. You can also be told that you're crazy until you believe it. And the danger of gaslighting is that they're playing with your perception. It's a type of manipulation that plays with your perception and makes you feel and think that you might be going crazy. At some point, you might believe they are telling you the truth. Also, you can look for episode number 38, Emotional Abuse Can Cause Brain Damage. In that episode, I go deep into what emotional abuse and any kind of abuse does to your brain. But today, what I want to talk to you about is whether abuse is physical, emotional, verbal, sexual, financial, any type of abuse, long-term can have effects on your mental health. If you're in a long-term relationship where there is any form or type of abuse, this affects your mental health. It can create a trauma that affects the way you feel about yourself and the way that you relate to other people around you, whether it's your support system, it's your friend, it's your coworkers. If you have been through an abusive relationship, it can cause depression, anxiety, post-traumatic stress known as PTSD. But out of all of this, I do believe that the most dangerous scenario is the negative self-talk. The negative self-talk comes from what you're feeling inside because of what your relationship brought to you. It doesn't mean that people who have not been in abusive relationships do not do this because almost everybody does to some extent. We all negatively self-talk because we always believe that we can be better, we are perfectionist, or we're just comparing ourselves to the people around us, celebrities and Instagram, Facebook. This can also help you because you're not seeing yourself in the same level as you're seeing all these people. But the type of negative self-talk comes from what you have been taught to believe during your abusive relationship. If you have been told that you will never find anybody like them or that nobody will love you like they do, telling you that you are crazy, telling you that you're stupid, that you don't know anything. If you hear somebody tell you these things in a one shot and you keep walking, probably won't do anything to you. But when you're constantly hearing from the person that you love, from a person that you believe is supposed to be loving on you, respecting you, and also is one of the persons that is supposed to be taking care of you, it hits differently. And not only does it hit differently from who it's coming out of, but it's also because it's constant. It's a constant voice telling us that we are no good. And at some point, we start to believe we are no good. And I know that you have heard about affirmations and you have heard of capturing your thoughts like the Bible says. But this is the thing. Before you stop eliminating the negative self-talk, you have to start believing that you are better than what your mind is telling you. You have to start seeing yourself in a different light. In my case, when I was at the end of my rope in the relationship, health and fitness became my obsession. That helped me incredibly to work on myself. It didn't help me heal from the relationship. It didn't help me understand the relationship, but it helped me with my mental health. Exercise is not just to lose or maintain weight, but exercise has other benefits for you. It improves your memory and your brain function, which is 
constantly being attacked during an unhealthy relationship. It lowers your blood pressure and improves your heart. It helps you with your quality of sleep. It reduces feelings of anxiety and depression. Not just that, but when you're jumping and running and lifting weights and everything, you let your stress go into that workout. You let your stress go into that routine and you put it all in it. You're losing yourself in that moment into your workout routine, into yourself. And when you start working for yourself, then you can start to control the way that you think about yourself. I didn't like the way I looked in the mirror towards the end of my relationship. I had gained over 10 pounds. My clothes didn't fit. I could not stand to be invited anywhere because I would cry going into my closet because nothing fit. But I was not willing to do anything about it. And I did not want to buy clothes. I didn't want to go a size bigger. Something had to be done. As I've told you before, I am in love with beach body products. I dug myself into a program called 21 Day Fix. I fixed the way that I was eating, which was very important to help me feel good and be able to put up with the extreme workout that I wanted to focus on. It brought me into a good place. The problem was that I was still in my toxic relationship. No matter all the good things that I was doing to myself, while I was still there, I wasn't going to get better. But what I did was I started working on me. When you feel good about yourself, there's very little things that can actually affect your day and your mood. When you know what you are worth, you won't put up with the things that are beneath you. And working on your mental health is a big deal. Because I have been building my business for quite a while, I stopped paying attention to my mental health. Problem is, I was working to build a business to be able to help you move forward, but I was so focused on my business that I was not taking care of me and being my best self. If I am not my best self, I can't take care of you in the best way possible. For the past week, week and a half, I haven't been much on stories. I have been posting, but I haven't been that present. I haven't been checking much on my social media, and I've only been talking to my closest friends for little bits of pocket time here and there. What I have been doing for my mental health was start working on me physically. I have been feeling that I needed to lose 10 pounds, and I've kept on saying it, and you probably heard it in a whole bunch of other episodes. But the reality is that I have been struggling with those 10 pounds. It doesn't make me or break me. It doesn't change probably the way that people see me when I'm standing in front of them. And people probably won't even realize that I've lost the 10 pounds. But it's something that I needed to do. I know that my gut health was being affected. I know I was suffering from inflammation. I know that I was having brain fog, anxiety, and things that I am, I am no longer willing to deal with because I now know better. But when you're not actively taking care of your mental health, little things matter in a negative way and in a positive way. For example, I have been taking time away. I have been taking the hours and the days that I need to rest. And I have also been looking for ways to fill my cup because no matter how much I want to help you, I need to fill my cup from somebody else, from somewhere else. I need to get my energy to be here and present for you from somewhere else. I decided because I already know how it works and if it's not broken, don't fix it. I decided that I was going to go back to basics. I have been working out, strictly working out seven days a week. I have two active rest days where 
I do work out, but they are recovery workouts. I'm doing the 21 day fix extreme. I started to buy foods and fill my pantry and my refrigerator with things that I needed to have present in my life to be able to cook the healthy meals I've been craving for such a long time. I say that I've been craving them because if you know me personally, one thing that I can tell you about me is that I hate the kitchen. I hate cooking. And because I have been struggling with not liking to cook or be in the kitchen at all, I was eating very crappy food. During the pandemic, I was eating out all the time. I was so focused on my business again that I didn't want to take time away to go to the kitchen and make myself some dinner. And it was easier to just step out and go get some fast food. Because of that, I felt that my health was not where it should be. I felt I wasn't able to focus. I wasn't able to concentrate. I felt that I was always tired and not only tired, but that I was always feeling lazy. Not lazy in a negative way, but lazy that I was holding myself back because I wasn't feeling at my best. I was going to start with what I already knew how to start. And I started my workout and I started eating healthy and I started to cook. I'm going to tell you a quick story. The other day I told my son that I was going to stop at Aldi's for a quick pickup of a few boxes of my favorite protein bars and ended up spending over $100 because it had been so long since I had been to Aldi's that there were so many things that I didn't have that I needed to now start building again my pantry and my refrigerator with things that I'm going to constantly be needing. Ever since I started journaling what I'm eating and what I'm doing, Ever since I decided to work only on work hours, I decided that my workout was going to be the first thing in the morning before I started everything. And I decided some things needed to be in a specific order. I realized three days in, as weird as that may sound, three days in to putting myself in first place with my food, my workout, my times, my water, and my eating habits and even reading the Bible or a morning devotional. In three days, I already realized that by the third day, I was already starting to feel great mentally. I realized that morning for the first time in a few months, I did not have any negative thoughts when I opened my eyes. I pray the first thing I do after I open my eyes, but after I wake up my son and my granddaughter, there's always things that I need to do during the day. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to do that. And those are usually things that I'm very excited the night before that I'm going to do the next day. For example, if I need to record TikToks or Instagram reels for the next day, I'm all excited the night before to record them. And then when I wake up the next day, I am not feeling it. I don't want to put on the makeup. I am not in the mood and I am feeling some type of way. But after three days of literally focusing, not just doing the things, focusing on putting myself first and putting my mental health first, I realized that I had no negative thoughts on the third day anymore. I realized that I was feeling like a million bucks. I realized that I was retaking being the organized person that I once was. And for, I don't know, maybe 10 years, I think already, I had been struggling to find her. I remember when I moved to Florida, I was really organized. I lost that somewhere along the way and I was never able to quite grasp it again. I also realized that I love lavender. 
I got a couple of plugins that were due to replace. It was lavender mixed with something else. And every time I go downstairs, it takes me back to a moment in my life where I used to use that same smell and it was positive. The main thing is that my mental health has spiked in a positive direction in ways that I cannot even believe or comprehend that it happened so fast. What I want to tell you today is that you have to prioritize your mental health. Whether you've been in a toxic abusive relationship or not, mental health needs to be our top priority. I understand that you should focus 100% on your mental health, on your health, period. Whether it's physical, mental, everything. Everything that has to do with health is things that we have to focus on. Because some of you might be in a toxic or abusive relationship, it starts with breaking away from your toxic or abusive relationship. Here are some of the tips and tricks that I have been using to deal with my mental health this past week. Number one, to work on yourself. We're all a work in progress and there's always things that we want to fix. Whether it is to lose weight, whether it is to change your hair color, whether it is to have a certain degree, but we all want some kind of change in our life. Work on yourself to live in congruence to where you want to be. If you're not working towards your goals, that affects your mental health. Number two, I would recommend you get into some type of workout. My favorite workout is the 21 Day Fix Extreme. There is a basic version as well. I love Turbo Jam. I love Beachbody workouts. If I were to recommend anything outside of Beachbody, I would have no idea where to go. That's what I do. I pay for a membership to their digital platform. It's like a Netflix of workouts. And you can pick your workout from there. You can also Google any type of workout that you want to do. Sign up for the gym. Just jog around the block with your best friend. There's many different ways that you can get a workout in that will also help with your mental health. Number three, hydrate. You need to be drinking at least half of your body weight in ounces of water. And if you want to go for the gallon, which is what I have been doing for the past two or three weeks, go for it. Hydrating yourself and always making sure that you're drinking enough water is very important to have your organs working correctly. Number four, you need at least seven to eight hours of sleep every single night. Did you know that if you kept losing sleep day in and day out, which is also something that the narcissist does, is keep you from sleeping. If you are not sleeping the amount you need to, this will also help you go crazy. We need to rest to rebuild for the next day. Number five, grab some sun. It is recommended that you at least take 15 minutes of, of sun, daily sunlight. I go outside in my backyard and I tan 15 minutes one side, 15 minutes the other side. And at the same time, I am doing number six, which is reading. Pay me either reading the Bible, listening to a service, worship music, or I also take this time to start reading one of my books. I love reading. One of the reasons why I haven't been able to dig into a book, it's because of my brain fog. I felt that I wasn't able to focus because I wasn't doing the things to take care of me. I believe this six tips will help you start getting your mental health in check and will start helping you feel better. We are all different and our mental health looks different for everybody. These are the things that have been working for me 
I have started to do things that I wasn't planning on doing that are just making my life better. Everything is starting to fall in place. Everything is starting to get organized without me having to put so much work to organize it. It's helping my brain work better, faster, and it's taking care of me so I can move further, so I can do more, be more, and not have to work more. Mental health looks different to all of us, just like physical health, just like the kind of movies that we like and the kind of books that we like. But what I do have to tell you is you need to work towards your mental health. Whether you have been in an abusive relationship or not, you need to be working on it. If you have been in a toxic or abusive relationship, there is more work to be done than if you haven't. But we all need to work on this. Abusive relationships take a lot from us. It affects our brains and damages our brain. So we have to find out ways to make everything work better. If you are still in your toxic abusive relationship, start planning to move, but you can start working on yourself so you can be better by the time that you're out of the relationship. If there is one takeaway from this episode is to do at least one thing that will take you towards a better mental health. So you can be a better person, not only for you, but for the people around you. And before I let you go, I do want to ask a little favor from you. If you haven't done so already, may I please ask you to subscribe to the podcast so you know when the next episode is up. And if you have already been subscribed, thank you from the bottom of my heart. But if you have subscribed already and you've already heard a couple of episodes, please let me know what you think. If you thought this episode or the episodes that you have heard have helped you in any way, I would like it if you would leave me a five-star review. I would love to hear what you think. Don't forget to share this episode with a friend or a loved one that might need this information. This way you will help me reach more people like you. Also, sign up for the email list at RaquelColina.com forward slash email. Don't forget, facing small fears can lead to big changes. Thank you for being here with me today. Have a blessed week.